This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome to the Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now here's your host, our dad, Ryan Scott. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Um, This is episode 2.3, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm really excited. I've got another international guest. Um, Actually, this is the first guest from the wonderful country of Guatemala, um, before we hit record, I was talking with my guest and, and I've got quite a few students at my class, at my uh, high school that are from Guatemala. So I'm really excited, um, that I get to have a voice of their country, talk about their, um, ed system. And then, you know, just talk about how education is kind of the same, whether in the United States, whether you're down way down South in Guatemala. Um, I'm, I'm really, really, really genuinely excited to welcome Miss Betsy Orenos, and I hope I said that right. I hope I said that right. I have never been able to, you know, like move my tongue the way that Spanish needs to move it. Um, I've been trying for forty years, and it still hadn't happened. But Miss Betsy is first and foremost; she is a mama, but she is also a tech leader. Um, I'll tell you, she's got a long list of tech um, certifications. So I'm going to go through these. She is a Google certified trainer and a Google for education certified coach. She is a co-spaces ninja ambassador, which sounds really, really cool. She is a wakelet ambassador. She's a Google education group leader in Guatemala, which we will talk about here in a second. She's a common sense certified educator, a Kami or Kami hero, a Flipgrid educator, level two ed puzzle coach. She is a high school innovation teacher an instructional coach. Thank you very much. Uh, bienvenidos, Miss Betsy Orenos. Thank you for being on the Big Ed Idea podcast. Oh, on the other hand, gracias a ti. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thank a pleasure to accompany you. Oh, I, I'm pretty uh, sure we'll have a lot of fun and there will be a lot to share. There will be a lot of fun had and there will be a lot to share. Like, uh, like we were talking about before, this is just two folks that are blessed to talk about something we love and that is the education space and so i'm super excited to get this thing off the road but but i've got to ask you first because this sounds really really cool what is a google education group guatemalan leader so what is that well i'm glad you asked because it's going to be an opportunity for me to challenge people who are listening to us uh to either Uh, take on one or become part of one because the Google Educator Group is nothing but a community of teachers who share that feeling for education, who are passionate about what they do and have the blessing to get together and stop feeling alone because that's exactly the feeling I 
and for I started this journey in getting all this um, weird certifications that at first you you're like, well, what is that? It's just a badge. <laughs> it's just a title, but it's more than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a door that opens for more opportunities and more, um, more importantly, of people that you can connect with. And you are an example of that. I wouldn't have met you if I hadn't met someone who knew you. That's <laughs> and right. This is how the, how the network keeps growing. And that's what a Google Educator Group is, a network that continues um, growing, connecting um, people with that same feeling. And it's been an amazing journey that started a year ago. We're celebrating our first anniversary uh, this Saturday. Um, so that's exciting. All right. Well, uh... Feliz cumpleaños. <laughs> Gracias. De nada. I'm very um, happy. I'm very happy. Yeah. So you you touched on a little bit of something I'm super passionate about, and it's uh, finding your professional learning network. And it sounds like that uh, Google um, Education Group is exactly that. Um, Betsy, I don't know about you, but when this whole pandemic was going on, I know up here in the States, it was it was pretty bad. And I would, and I would imagine it was pretty bad down in Guatemala as well. Um, it was a really scary time for me. And I'll tell you, like I got through it by leaning on my professional learning community. And, and, um, if you will talk, talk about that real quick. You are completely right, uh, Ryan. Um, before the pandemic, you know, it was already difficult for us teachers because if you were the kind of teacher who did nice things in your classroom, uh, the rest of your uh, colleagues look at you kind of like, what, uh, what is this teacher doing? <laughs> We're weirdos. What is that crazy. Why is that? Uh, what is, why is that class so noisy? Or that's right what now. And, and then when you wanted to share some idea, the first thought or first comment that came up was that now what do we have to do because of this crazy person doing this? So it was really hard to find someone uh, that had the same crazy as, ideas as you um, did. And um, the one or two teachers that shared that feeling, that was like your little network that was it yeah. that was all like yeah. your next door partner who who said okay let's do this together and that was it that was yeah. it um then the pandemic hit and of course i had already started uh, digging into those certifications but since we had a a bit more time you know at home, <laughs> quite a bit more um, time. um i realized that there was more to it as i was telling you so so this network uh, started growing. I I started reading more, you know, like those wonderful groups in Facebook or or in Instagram. I was more of a Facebook person back then. And there was like, they have this Jamboard group or they have this um, Google Classroom group or, you know, every single kind of group. And, and I was very impressed because I thought to myself, well, all of these people are sharing their great ideas here. Why is that so difficult in my school? <laughs> What is going on? Why are not people are not willing to share? Because if somebody had an idea uh, and it was okay and it was great, they wouldn't share the plan with you. They wouldn't share it with you. Like, it's my idea. I'm not going to share it with anyone. So that was the other thing that was happening. And I started thinking to myself, well, what is wrong with these people? They're sharing everything, their plans, their templates, their everything. Um, so, so that attracted my attention a lot. So I continued digging into those, um, into those networks, into those groups. They started joining, 
and that's where I started uh, finding people, but it was curious, just as you said, like in other countries. It was not my country. There was no one from Guatemala. There was no one that I could say, oh, I know this person from this other school. Not even. Uh, everybody was either in the States or in other countries that I never imagined. So um, I, I felt alone. <laughs> I felt very alone. And, and I try to motivate my colleagues as well, like, hey, listen, there's this group, you should join. They have very nice ideas. And we can try this together. And they started, you know, following. It was kind of pioneering <laughs> in my school. Like, hey, let's do this. Let's take a look at what they're doing. We can, we can do that in our school as well. So I got the certifications, a level one, level two, and that network definitely grew more. And um, this is a very interesting thing. And I want to motivate the audience that whenever you find someone who has a crazy idea, as crazy as yours, and you know that you can work together to bring that into reality, go for it. Do it. One day after I had gotten the trainer certification, well, I just left it there. I kept being a teacher. Um, I invited another person from my country uh, for my entrepreneur uh, course um, that I taught at that moment so that he could be a judge and share best practices of entrepreneurship with my students because he's also an entrepreneur. And then he says, like, I, I see that I saw that you have the trainer badge in, in your email. Are you a Google certified trainer? And I'm like, yes, I am. Well, I am as well. And, but we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. And we started talking about the situation in our country. Like, you know, not many teachers are willing to share. Not many teachers. We don't have any network here in our country yeah. that we know of. Uh, so why have you heard about the Google leader the the group google group leader and i was like no i don't know anything about it well i i try to apply and he says do you think that this is something that we could do together and, and i asked him and what is it about well that google group leader is a community of educators and we would have to carry out you know um workshops or events meetups and so that we can make that community grow and find more teachers like you and me and I said, that was, that was November. In December, we met continuously to plan about it, to talk about it. And then in January, we were uh, launching the group uh, online in Facebook. And we had all of these other uh, Google group leaders from um, Latin America joining us and congratulating us for doing this. It was the very first group in Guatemala. We had a lot of teachers joining. It was, it is the very first group and in, in Central America, in fact. And, um, and I was, I was very um, impressed by, by all of these reactions and all of the support, most importantly, all of the support from the teachers. And then all of these other teachers in my country that I had never heard of uh, telling us, how can I join? How, what do I do to participate? And that's where the journey started, Ryan. Um, and I have no words to describe all of the amazing things that have been accomplished 
through that group, we have been able to make the community grow with more people from my country, more more teachers wanted to be part of the group, but not just like, you know, members of the group, like, yeah, we're there, we're supporting your webinars. They said, How, what can we do to participate? Right. And, and, and six more people joined um, along the, the year to help us plan, to help us carry out events. We were invited to uh, international um, Latin America ma marathons, they called it marathons, where we would have uh, webinars for uh, the whole week. Every oh, wow, day, cool, we cool. even had a simultaneous event in which we had, if you wanted to go to a, um, just a, to a workshop and learn a tool, you could go to the workshop. If you wanted to hear a, a talk, you know, just to have a conversation with an expert, you could go there. So we had that, that uh, um, we called it the International Google for Education International Festival. In Spanish was Festival Internacional Google Educativo. And... We had about a thousand teachers join the festival from different parts of Latin America. And of course our country, which was the main objective. And listen, I feel so excited because I, I couldn't believe that was happening. Um, we did not knew, know each other at all in person. We just met because of that Google Educator group idea. And it was amazing to see the willingness, uh, the, the passion in which everybody wanted to collaborate and share their ideas. And every single Saturday for, of, of 2021, we had a live webinar and we had people joining eager to learn uh, every single Saturday was a different tool, a different technique, or even, um, well-being topics we had even psychologists come to our webinars and and talk about different topics and and it was it was an amazing year we wrapped it up with uh you know remembering what had been the year like and setting goals for this new year but i forgot to tell you and i'm pretty sure this is another question you have and we're going to talk about it soon that festival that we had for one week that took place in september um, my other, my other colleague that, that, who started this idea with me said, let's, let's challenge teachers to make this grow, um, to, to cause more impact. Let's challenge them with a, with a hackathon. And we, we were like, what, what challenge, what type of challenge in September schools are almost out in our country. So we thought it's something that they could do with the students. It's difficult because they are finishing the year. They're, they're not going to have time to present projects or anything. So we thought of a uh, an idea not to not to challenge the teachers to do or carry out a project, but to challenge the principals um, and um, you know their administration. And we decided to call it the Hacking PD. So the idea was to challenge them to send us a proposal in which they would lay out a plan to train their teachers with a purpose and motivate them to obtain their certification, the first level certification. Huh. Very, very cool. So it really sounds like that you have a very similar story to mine. Um, you just had this idea and you went with it. And um, 
it sounds like you're changing the world down there, sister. And that's why I'm telling you, like, if you have this type of ideas and you find someone who can, who is willing to walk with you and try it out, do it. Do it. Do it. That's exactly right. I, I remember every single day the one time we talked about it with these colleagues. And, and today I look back and I feel so thankful because it has made an impact that I probably did not imagine back then. I still dream and I still hope that in Guatemala, this continues growing because we have a lot of people who follow us and are part of the community and they're from other countries in Latin America. I'm very happy that Venezuela, yeah. we have a, a big group in Venezuela. That's the group who won the hackathon, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to give you more details about uh -huh. it, but um, um, my, my dream is that more people in my country get that opportunity because as you were mentioning the system and everybody in their own country has a different situation I'm pretty sure but something that we might have in common is that we're trying to teaching a system in which things have changed technology is at another level but the system the educational system is still the I don't know, I don't want to exaggerate, but probably what, 30 years ago, when they're still making teachers teach under the same conditions, under the same methodology. Um, I don't know if it's, sometimes it may be the, because of uh, resources and finances, but it's hard to say, it's, for, it's hard for me to say this, but we know that money is there. It's just that corruption doesn't allow money to go to the right places. Yes, and it's very sad for me because my, my other colleagues, I, I have the blessing, Ryan, to work at a school, uh, it's an international school. We have the resources. I, I think I have, I'm privileged, Ryan, because I work at a school where we have the resources. I request, um, there is a budget so that we can request uh, licenses or purchase resources, not as I, <laughs> not as I wish, I could, but we have that. Other colleagues in my country have to, have to use their own resources right, to be able right. to teach. Right. Um, we have uh, we have the public educational system, and and you have teachers teaching with their phones during the pandemic because they didn't have a computer. Sure. Um, paying or buying uh, internet time so that they could teach. So, <laughs> um, I'm sure that we can share uh, this feeling that it's very sad to see how how limited. Uh, the opportunities and the resources are uh, for these teachers in Venezuela eh, who got the opportunity to to win the the hackathon and um, well they the, the 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 reward for participating in in the hackathon we selected the best proposal so this um uh, she this person she is in charge of a. Uh, the technology department in her, her university in Venezuela, she sent a proposal that was wonderful. Um, she indicated that she had been following our group for some time and that, um, hold on a second, please. And that she 
Uh, she had been following us for a certain time and that she was amazed with the things that we were sharing with the teachers and that she wanted her teachers in the university to go for the Google level one certification and that they felt inspired by what we were doing. So um, she laid out their plan, a wonderful plan, a hundred teachers, Ryan, uh, that, that she was asking uh, to be part of these um, um, we were going, we were offering them um, to accompany them through a course to prepare them for the, for the level one uh, certification. It was going to be for eight weeks and they got it. They became part of it. They were there for every class, for every session with a lot of motivation. And we had the opportunity to get to know them a little bit more and exactly what I'm telling you about how the educational system is, same stories, telling us how some of them had to teach with their phones, that sometimes the internet was not good, that uh, they couldn't have live sessions with their students because they didn't have enough resources. Wow, amazing stories the, that we heard. Um, but it's something that we are really um, satisfied with because, you know, Ryan, we didn't, we are not charging anything in the Google educators groups. You don't, you don't get any economic uh, compensation. You don't get any money out of it. Uh, but what you're getting is this satisfaction of, you know, I'm helping someone else. I'm helping a colleague uh, make a change. And, and whenever the, the team um, and I talked about it, we were very moved by the fact that um, even if we were not making any money out of it, we were contributing to the professional growth of another teacher, and that was amazing. Um, they completed. They, I'm sorry. They completed the course in in December, and uh, Google um, for Education gave us uh, coupons so that they could take the exam for free. And so far, we have heard of about 25 people who already passed the exam. Some yeah. of them, <laughs> we're still waiting for, for news from, from others because they were really afraid. What if the internet fails sure. <laughs> sure. in the middle of my exam? <laughs> so they're amazing. They're amazing stories. And, um, and, and that's, that's the best reward, Ryan. That's the best reward. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So what we, what we love to start with on this is just to talk about you and me a little bit, get, let our listeners know a little bit more about who Betsy and Ryan are. And so uh, the first thing is we, we always talk about what's going on at the Scott household. And so I'm going to tell uh, the listeners what's going on in my house right now. And then you get to have a chance to talk about your house. So um, two days ago was actually my 41st birthday so it has been my birthday weekend, and um, I know you don't have these down in Guatemala, but we had two snow days at the end of last week. And so on Thursday and Friday, um, I got to celebrate my birthday with my daughters who stayed home with me, and we went sledding and made snowballs. And, um, and so this weekend was all about my birthday. And it was just, it was a really, really, really good time. And now I am totally ready to go back to work tomorrow morning. Mm, happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so Miss Betsy, what's going on at your household? 
Well, as you said at the beginning, I'm a mom. I enjoy spending time with my, my three teenagers. Oh, well, Lord. one is already 21, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but for me, she's still my, my teen. <laughs> and we, we just uh, came back from our, you can call it a winter break or December break. And it was a very needed time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it was a tough 2021, but yeah i got to visit my family in los angeles so i returned last week and i brought some presents they were very happy and then we we have our we had our first day of school last week but at home i mean it's it's you can imagine it's just wonderful when we can have some time to share just to get together play games um watch movies I mean, teachers, that time for your for your families, that's super important. Not not everything is just about work and planning. Do spend time with your families. Amen. You'll, they'll, they'll be thankful for that. They will definitely be thankful for that. Okay, so um, I have got two questions for you, and then we're going to turn around and you get two questions for me. So the first thing, um, you know, most of my listeners are from the States, but we do have some. Um, that are from other parts of the world. But um, I'm curious, what is something about Guatemala that Americans may not know? Where, where our culture is very rich. So that's something that you should take advantage with the students you have from yes, Guatemala. Ma'am. We have a rich culture uh, full of traditions a wonderful stories from our past. Um, delicious food, by the mm-hmm. way. <laughs> wonderful music and you know landscapes that are just going to leave you in awe so if anyone wants to come um probably you've heard a couple of times that people first thing they think when they hear Guatemala is oh it's the jungle but it's not just the jungle there's a lot of uh Guatemala that you need to explore um turquoise lakes and rivers that you would want to come in and swim in i'm pretty sure so yes i'm promoting my country but not only that i've been there i've been there and i'm in love with those places (laughs) okay okay so um one of the cool cool thing the the i think the coolest thing about running this podcast is now i have got places to stay i have got a place over in the dominican republic i can i can hop down there and stay um, so now you're saying that I can bring the family down to Guatemala and uh, for, sure. Hang out. for sure, oh, definitely. Yes. Okay. Hey, I'm going to talk to my wife about that one. Speaking of going on trips, Miss Betsy, if you could travel anywhere in the world for a month, where would you spend a month anywhere in the world? Oh, you just asked the question that I was thinking about <laughs> over December. Uh, that's the place I wished I had been. And there's this island in Honduras. It's in Central America as well. It's called Roatan. Maybe oh, yeah. you've heard of that island. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to be there for seven days and seven days was not enough. I want to <laughs> go back there. I want to go back there. I want to go to the coral reef. <laughs> I want to I want to be there for more time and one month would be a perfect present from anyone. (laughs) Well, you know, the cool thing is the cool thing is you have shown people that, um, 
you know, all you got to do is take a device with you and you could still teach. So maybe your principal would let you move um, to Honduras for just for one month. That would be that would be awesome. <laughs> that would increase my teaching skills. <laughs> there you go. Hey, if you need my inspiration, to, if you need me to talk to your principal, you just, you know, give me their name and their number and I'll uh, I'll 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 uh, I'll uh, try to get that to happen. Uh, who wouldn't want to teach from the beach, right? That oh, would Lord. Be yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. OK, Miss Betsy, what questions do you have for me? Well, Ryan, um, I don't know much about you, and I would like you to tell me what your role is in your school. What else okay. do you do besides teaching? Okay, so I'm an assistant principal at a high school. Um, my main thing, I do you have like dean of students down there? Do you know what that is? It's, yes, yes, I know what it is. Okay, so I see myself as... Um, my job is to know all of my, all 650 of my students by first name. Um, I try to know their home lives. I, I need, I try to know who is living with who, who is homeless, um, whose parents are having some major issues. Um, my students know that if they need a place to just uh, rant, rave, cuss, holler, they can come to my office at any time and we talk. Um, I'm very, very real with my kids. I tell them my, my background story about drugs and about depression and about all of that junk. Um, and so I try to really be that adult in the building that my students can talk to about anything and everything. Um, but then I'm also, I try to be that teacher or that principal that checks in on all my teachers every day. Um, tries to give them bathroom breaks. Um, I see my job as serve first, um, administration second. And then lastly, I deal with most of the behavior, which actually is my favorite part of the job because I get to talk with students and figure out their life story and figure out why something happened. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I love my position. I love being able to interact with my students and kids every day. And so, yeah, that's what I do. Ryan, thank you so much for sharing that. That means a lot to me because for my second question, I don't want to uh, disregard it. Um, I know that many schools were already face-to-face -face, um, in the past months. We've been virtual the whole time. And for the first time on Tuesday, we're going to have students on campus in a regular schedule. So my question for you is, um, what piece of advice would you give us? Um, what should we handle with now that we're gonna have them back? We're very concerned because we know that it's gonna be for them their first time back to school. We've been virtual until, believe me, we're all tired of it. Yeah, we're all yeah. fed up with it. Yeah. We've been doing things that, we already ran out of ideas, even though we're trying to reinvent ourselves every day. We have teenagers, you, you have teenagers. What, what would be, what should we focus on, Ryan? Relationships. I think for the first two weeks, I don't think relationships can be undervalued. I think your teachers need to talk with their students, like 
and build community and find out how they're doing, um, do check-ins because we know their mental health is going to be struggling, especially if those students have not had um, social, any social interaction. Um, they've probably been in front of screens. So their attention, I would say their attention levels, they're not going to be able to maintain attention. Um, and knowing that going in, um, I think also have to remember those students have had, how do I say this? Like an, an insane level of choice over the last year and a half. So if they didn't want to pay attention, they didn't have to pay attention. If they didn't want to do their work at that time, they didn't have to do their work at that time. And so getting those students back acclimated into the process, the school where, you know, from this time to this time, we're sitting in class, we're looking at our teacher, we're focused on our teacher. Um, they're not used to that. But then I would also flip it. Your teachers are not used to students either. So I think we have to let our teachers know that it's okay if they get more frustrated than they're used to. It's okay if things go awry. And as administrators, I hope administrators are giving teachers breaks and checking in with them and giving them tons and tons of grace. Um, yeah, I think, I think we underestimate what school really does for our communities and kids and people thrive on structure and routine and we have not had it for a year and a half. And so getting back into that structure and routine is going to have some uh, bumps in the road, but it'll take time, but you'll get there. Thank you for such heartwarming piece of advice. We, yeah. I, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. I think my my colleagues are going to be happy to hear that as well because it's something we probably feel bad about thinking like no because we're not going to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. But but yes, we, you are. We need that. But yes, we need you are. Those words. So, and here's where I am way different than some people. I don't think school is about the content. Like, I don't think for me, that's not school is for me. School is turning out good human beings. And right now, content is the least of our worries right now. Right now, we're trying to get kids through these crazy emotions um, through, you know, they I would I would gather all of your. All of your students, if not a large majority of their students, know someone that has been directly affected by COVID or died or, and, and they've got all that baggage too. And we've got to work through this together. And I said this over and over and over. If everybody in the world is behind because of COVID, then no one is behind. So who cares? <laughs> who cares? I like that. I yeah. like that. It's true. It's true. Okay, Thank you my so friend. Much for that. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. Miss Betsy, I'm going to get us in to this whole big ed idea. Um, I'm pretty excited to talk about what you are going to bring to our table. And so before we can talk about what your big idea is, I gotta know what do you see as the problem in education 
Um, and I would gather to say whatever problem you're going to say is probably a problem we're seeing up here in the States as well. But um, what is that problem in education that your idea hopes to solve? It's precisely what I was sharing with you um, of that idea of the hackathon. That problem is that um, teachers, well, well, in education, you know, um, we just don't get our teacher certification and we are prepared for everything that comes. Oh, no. We need to constantly, we need to constantly uh, renew our practices, um, probably not uh, learn something brand new every single time, but think around us and keep up to date. Um, there are strategies that come out and we need to be able to handle those strategies. And as I was telling you, there are teachers who have great ideas and um, should have an opportunity to share them. And we all need an opportunity to give it a try. Sometimes institutions are afraid and uh, you know it as uh, an assistant principal, you have that experience. Sometimes administrators don't want to give the opportunity to teachers to give it a try because they think it's risky. So there are many new things that, that we can learn, that we can try. It's just that our professional development in our schools is not designed for that. The professional development in my country has been designed just to comply with uh, some requirement. Uh, you need a number of hours of, uh, for professional development for this year as, as a requirement. But what, is, what, is, what does it mean? What does that imply? That we just need to, to cover that time? Um, and it's, it's created a very bad habit because then you have teachers, and this is big deal. Uh, I don't know how about in your country, but in my country, it's a big deal because then you have teachers that just want to go to trainings or to professional development sessions just because they need a certificate. They right. need a diploma right. that tells the number of hours they're participating. And you know what's the sad thing? What did they get out of it? Probably they went to a coding training and they don't nothing about coding or computers, but they just need that diploma uh, to support the number of hours they trained. They got trained. And how are they applying it in class? You go and ask them and they tell you, no, I'm not a computer science teacher. I can do that in my class. I'm not going to apply it. So the problem here is just to make it clear uh, that teachers, because they don't have the correct motivation um, and the support, they're just going to PD or professional development just because they have to uh, fulfill requirements not because they're going to learn something that will they will be able to take back, back to their classrooms and benefit their students. That's no, I, that's, that's a problem here too. Um, it's definitely a problem here. Here in Kentucky, we have to have 24 hours of PD um, every year. Um, and a lot of it, a lot of that PD is delivered whole group. And um, I would say, probably a lot of that PD means nothing to some of our teachers. Um, so I'm really, okay, so let's get into this idea, Betsy. So if PD is a problem, not a problem, if, it, uh, if the way we're doing PD right now is a problem, um, what is your big ed 
idea to solve our PD problem? Well, you're, all of us, including myself, including yourself, uh, we need to have our, our success plan. What do we need? Where do we want to go? What do we want to do with it? A, a planning which where we can evidently see that whatever we're going to do is going to add to our professional development that is going to be something that we can actually see a blooming in our classrooms. In my school, we did it locally, that's where it started. Um, we created the teacher success plan where we meet with the teachers and we talk about the different options. And it's not a thing of, all right, Ryan, you're gonna have to go to these five uh, professional development sessions and you're not even aware of what they're about, but we want you to go and you need to report it back to us. No, what we did with the teacher success plan, we gave them a menu just as, as you would give it to your students of options. All right, Ryan, so you're teaching math. And in math, what do you want to do with your students? And we have these different options that you can take. What would you like to go for? What would you like to learn? What would you like to try? So Ryan would be able to choose from the different options. And in our school, we have a number of credits that you can collect, but you can collect them with the options you created or you chose for your success plan. That's where um, professional development turns into something meaningful for the teacher. Amen. In our hackathon, we wanted to do exactly the same thing. And that's why these teachers from Venezuela, even from Guatemala and Ecuador, we had some people participating, sending their ideas and telling us, you're right. Professional development cannot be something that is imposed and cannot be something that it's just a requirement and that everybody's going to follow that because they need a certification or because they need a, a number of hours to complete. It can't be that. It has to have a meaning, a purpose. And the best thing is that whatever teachers do with a purpose, they're going to take back and transform their classrooms because now they have something that they said okay I learned this I'm going to give it a try and that's the idea that should be the idea of PV anyone who's going to listen to this please stop and reflect about how you have been offering professional development to your to your teachers think about what it means to be in a training for one hour or two hours what are you going to do with it? <laughs> Start giving purpose. Because something I learned, Ryan, and, and probably you're going to recognize this feeling. Um, if it is something that your teacher is not going to be able to apply in the, well, the next day, the next weeks, or within the next month, you, you wasted your investment in that training, in that mm -hmm. professional development whether if it was time or money, it was a waste. If you don't see immediate application and results, it was a waste. So that idea, um, and I think it's it started to, you know, trigger feelings in different people because in my Google Educator group, it's 
I see the, the reactions of the teachers and I can hear teachers telling me, we feel inspired, we feel motivated, we want to do more, we want to bring this to our class because we didn't do it before, but now we wanna give it a try. And the more teachers we have with that feeling, the more changes we're going to see in our classrooms. And I love that because I can hear the testimonials of teachers saying, now I feel supported. Now I feel understood. Now I want to try this because now I don't feel alone and I'm not going to be judged. Um, administrators need to give them the opportunity to give it a try. I have a personal experience and that's why I fondly believe in this because I was sent to a training for maker spaces and I felt like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I felt challenged yeah. because first I thought, how am I going to be doing things with my students that I don't even know how to do? Sure. That was the first question I asked myself. How am I going to, to do something with virtual reality if I don't know how to do it myself? I need to learn this. And, you know, teachers, don't be afraid. You don't have to know it everything. Give a chance to your students as well. If you learned something in your PD session and you think, this is something I can give it a try, but I'm not sure because I don't know it. No, you don't need to know it all. Do it. Your students your students are going to surprise you because they're going to come back and tell you, hey, Miss Betsy, I know how to do that. I, I saw a tutorial. And then you can tell them, okay, now teach it to the class. Teach me. Yeah. And, and, and that's, where you're, where, that's where all of your effort is rewarded because you lose that fear and you expand. And this is not only about expanding knowledge. This is about expanding connections, yes. knowing that there are people who are going to support you. Um, and whenever you go to uh, a professional development, if it's local or national or international, the most valuable thing there is to make those connections. Today, I'm very thankful to be here with Ryan, thanks to knowing other people who That's know right. him because of those connections. And I'm pretty sure that if one day I tell Ryan, hey, Ryan, come to my class and talk to my students, give them a pep talk. <laughs> Amen. I'm okay. there. I, I, I mean, inviting you already. <laughs> yes, yes. But the thing is, the thing is that all of these connections make you feel empowered. And that's what we need. And that's the big ed idea. Amen. Empower your teachers, but don't take it just as a slogan. Empower yes. your teachers because you're going to create a personalized learning path for them something that they know it's going to be meaningful and purposeful for them take the time make your plan <laughs> hack your pv that's the big idea mm, i love this idea two two um two reflections on this piece so i'm a big engagement guy um, you know, I, 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 when I, when I came to the high school level, I had 12 years in the elementary land. And so when I came from elementary to high school, I was very upfront, you know, like I don't know the content at the high school level and I'm not even going to act like I know the content, but what I do know is that if I walk into a classroom, you can feel if it's, if there's engagement in that room. And, um, what I'm hearing about this personalized learning plat, uh, path or teacher success plan is number one, it improves the engagement of your staff 
because it gives the staff the choice over what they actually want to learn. Um, so, so that I completely agree with. Um, sometimes where I feel like we, we get off track in education is we, we don't, sometimes we need to teach, we need to treat our teachers just the same way we teach, we, we treat our students. So if we want engagement in the classroom and we know choice improves engagement, then why aren't we doing the same thing with our, or, you know, with our teachers? Um, and then the second piece that I really, you talked about how this could create excitement in their staff. Um, I don't know, I don't know what it's like down in Guatemala, but teachers up here in the States are struggling. Um, teachers in my school, they're, they're burnt out. Um, they're hurting. Um, you know, we have, we have teachers talking about not coming back next year. Um, and anything that we can do as administrators to lighten their load or to increase that excitement, I think is good stuff. Um, I'm a firm believer, just like with my own students, I have this, um, or with my own kids at here at home, I've got this slogan, I trust you until you give me a reason not to. So I want to trust my teachers that they know what's best for their own professional development. Um, I'll say this, when I was back in the classroom, I was teaching kindergarten for a while. And one of the things I always wanted to learn more about was executive functioning skills. Um, and that was never offered as a PD. Um, if it was, I probably would have jumped on it and learned all about it. Instead, I had to read up on it on my own. Um, I had to learn about, you know, the, um, the amount of time that students are actually or should actually have to pay attention. Um, I had to learn that attention, paying attention is a skill. It's not something our kids just come to us. Uh, some of our students come to us knowing. Um, but I'm saying I would, I would gather that a lot of our listeners out there have things like that, that they are very interested in that would improve their practices. And so why don't we, like you're saying, let them develop their own personalized learning path? So I love that idea. And if you will, if you will allow me to add another um, useful piece of advice, uh, something that I have also experienced is that um, when you empower your teachers and you help them walk out of that comfort zone because you said the word you trust them and they're gonna start doing um awesome things and i have a couple of colleagues in our school that uh, dared to step out of that comfort zone and and they they started seeing um they started transforming their class and here is the piece of advice. When you are able to spot these teachers that are, that used to, you know, be the quiet teachers, they wouldn't talk to anyone <laughs> because they're shy or they're just busy doing what they are supposed to be doing. Take advantage of these teachers. Yes. Use them, use them as mentors. Um, give them these roles where they can also inspire other other colleagues. It's just like putting them on the spotlight, but in a very good in <laughs> sense, a good way. Yeah, in a very good way, and and 
people who probably thought, because I, I know there are a lot of teachers like that, in, and I'm not judging anyone, but there's always a one who says, I already know everything. <laughs> And that's a lie. Sorry, a but lie. we don't know everything. Or yeah, I have already tried a lot of things, but they don't work. Or nah, I'm just gonna keep doing what I have been doing for the past five years. Those people, they're they're fine. They're okay. Leave them there. It's fine. They're automatically going to feel curious about what's happening. Yeah, what, right. what, why why is now David doing this? Why is now Anna doing that? What's happening to Charlie? Aha, aha. Why are the students paying more attention to her <laughs> than me? Use them as mentors. That okay. works. That works. And 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 instead of of spending a lot of money inviting experts, international experts, <laughs> use your own teachers. Use what you have at home. I'm pretty sure they have a lot to teach to their colleagues. Absolutely. In the Google Educator groups, we're all teachers. So all of the webinars, all of the, all of the trainings, workshops, they're all led by teachers, from teachers to teachers. We have a lot to share. We just need an opportunity. So use what you have at home. I'm pretty sure they have a lot to share with their colleagues in your schools. I could not agree with you more. Um... Yeah, we, you know, again, I'm going to say this. I don't know what it's like in Guatemala, but it sounds, it seems like in the United States, we micromanage our teachers to death. Um, like they are, they are the experts. Get out of their way. Um, my, my thinking is I don't care what your lesson plans look like. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to look at your lesson plans. Um, if, you know, if, if, if your assessment, data starts to drop significantly, then we'll have a conversation. Um, but I'm going to trust you until that. Um, I don't need to be looking over your shoulders. I can see how well you are doing with the relationships that you are building with your students. I can tell how well you are doing in the classroom by the way the students talk about their teachers. Um, you know, and, and this is going to fly in the face of some of some of those people. But, you know, that old I don't know if they say that in, in this in Guatemala, but don't smile until Christmas. Have you ever heard that phrase? I think we have something similar in Spanish. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah. So like when I became a teacher, I remember hearing that. And I over the 15 years, that is garbage. So I can tell who my good teachers are based on how the kids like them or, you know, um, and so I don't need to, I don't need to do all that. So what I love about your idea, Betsy, is essentially let's give it back to our teachers. Let's trust them. Let's see what they can do. And then, like you said, empower and support. So bravo, sister. Um, some of the best ideas are common sense. And to me, this is just common sense. The, the thing here is that we have to make it happen because sometimes a lot of thought is given to it or um, schools uh, try to, to plan a budget in which they think, oh, who, who are we going to bring? What, what training are we going to provide it? There's a lot of thought around it, but what we need is to take action. We need to sit with our admins, coaches, because coaches have an important role in schools, instructional coaches. If you don't have instructional coaches, um, there's got to be teachers who are willing to take on that role 
that has to be something that's the only thing they do support other teachers because believe me teachers need that support they need to feel that there's someone for them and as you said not only to be at the top of their shoulders checking if they're doing things no they need somebody who can walk alongside with them um giving them ideas um you know, sometimes it's funny because as an instructional coach, um, I, I have my teachers request appointments like, listen, I want to talk about my next project or, hey, can you give me a hand with this lesson plan? I got stuck somewhere or can you give me ideas for assessment? And sometimes they simply don't have any questions. And I'm like, OK, if anybody needs help with grading or with, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> taking attendance, <laughs> I can be there for you. They just need that, or sometimes just to talk to someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. This We are in the people business, and we have to forget that we need each other. Um, so, Miss Betsy, I'm going to start to um, wind us down, because I think we have talked about your idea, and um, it is definitely an idea that our uh, edge of space needs. Um Definitely, definitely, definitely. And so here's what I'm going to ask, Miss Betsy, if there is anybody that is out there that has listened today and your ideas are really resonating with them um, and maybe they want to pick your brain or they want to talk to you, or maybe there are some folks down in Guatemala that want to join this uh, Google education group, or maybe there's some folks up here in the States that want to join the Guatemalan um google education group um how can they get a hold of you and that's very easy <laughs> uh first off um i am in mean, all the social networks um i remember i mentioned only facebook well i had to move out of only facebook to twitter because that's where the majority of educators are yeah. and that's a great piece of advice as well you can connect with a lot of great people follow them and feel inspired by them. So you can find me there as uh, Betsy DBO. Uh, it's spelled B-E-T-Z-Y-D-B-O. Um, or you can look for our Google Educator group, which is G-E-G-Wate. Wate is spelled G-U-A-T-E. as the first part of Guatemala. And um, yeah, you can find me in all of those places. We have the same um, Google Wate, uh, G, 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 Wate at YouTube, and you can um, take a look at what we're doing with the with the with the teachers. Um, our our webinars are in Spanish, but sometimes we have uh, English speakers as our guests. Uh, so it's really easy to contact me, contact us. The team is wonderful. We're all willing to share ideas to help you out. Um, so if you're just looking for other group of crazy people <laughs> to support your crazy idea, um, yes, that's where you can find us. Hey, so Miss Betsy, I've got an idea that I'd like to throw at you. So my students, um, we have a Hispanic Alliance Club um, of all of our Hispanic students, and we meet two or three times a month. And what we have been doing I have connected them with Josh Tovar. I don't know if you know Josh Tovar. He is a principal in El Paso, Texas at um, a, um, it is a newcomers school. So most of his students are 
first generation, um, you know, immigrants that don't speak very much English. We have also been connected with the La Promesa School in Houston, Texas, which is another newcomer school. But I would love to invite you sometime to be a featured speaker to some of my students because I would love to have another young lady um, from Guatemala talking to my students. Um, I think it would be super, super powerful. Um, most of them speak Spanish. Some of them speak Acateca. Um, actually, there, there's, a, there's several of them that speak Spanish and Acateca because um, it's really cool. Like we sometimes we have to translate and they will translate English into Spanish and then Spanish into Acateca, take that home to talk to mom and dad. And then they come back and translate it from Acateca to Spanish to English. And it's like, Wow. Have, yeah. So I try to tell them all the time, practice your languages, stay in school. Like you can make tons of money when you get out of this high school because of your skills. So I would love to invite you to talk um, at my school or to my school. One, one of these. And days. I would definitely love to come and share with them. That'll be uh, more than a pleasure. Ryan, thank you okay. so much for inviting okay. me. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So yeah, I'm going to uh, tomorrow. I will talk to my teachers and we we're going to get that thing going. Um, but my listeners out there, I want to let you know also that you can connect with me on most of the socials. Um, I'm on Facebook, just Google, just search Ryan Scott. I'm on Twitter at Ryan C Scott, 1981. I'm giving away my age. You can find me on Instagram at Ryan Scott, 1981. Um, I guess I also have a LinkedIn account, which I don't even know really what that's for, but it's out there. But um, anybody that's listening, if you've got one of those big ad ideas and you think it's crazy, nobody wants to listen. I want you on this show because that's what this show is all about. Spreading those big ideas, because believe it or not, the only way the world changes is through big ideas. And so with that, Miss Betsy, I want to tell you, thank you very much. Um, it has been a pleasure. Um, love it, love it, love it. I'm hoping one day we can meet um, in Honduras at that beautiful place that you were talking about earlier, or, or you know, maybe we can meet, I don't know, somewhere in between. But um, oh, it, you, oh, you bring your family down to Guatemala and I'll be more than happy to be your tour guide. I know too. beautiful places that you will definitely love to to be to go to so yes that's an invite for you and your family okay okay laura <laughs> thank scott you, ryan thank you very much and so for my big ed idea listeners as i always say until next time i will see you in the funny paper Thank you for hanging out with me here on the Big Ed Idea Podcast. My hope is that this would be a conversation, a meeting of the minds and a space for one person's vision to inspire the passions of another. However, none of this can happen without you. So let's be change agents together and build a better future. Please subscribe or reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. 
Come to the conversation with your passion, and together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper. <laughs>